I often say that the basic sense of the six goes round is who were engaged in chanting the holy names of the Lord and bowing down in a scheduled measurement. In this way, they utilised their valuable lives and in executing these devotional activities, they conquered over eating and sleeping and were always meek and humble, enchanted by remembering the transcendent qualities of the Lord. I often respect for ladies under the six Goswamis, who were sometimes on the bank of the Radhakund Lake, sometimes on the shores of the Jamuna, and sometimes in Bumshibat. At these places they appeared just like mad men, in the full ecstasy of love for Krishna, exhibiting different transcendental symptoms in their bodies, and they were merged in the ecstasy of Krishna consciousness. I offer my respectful obeisances under the six Goswamis, who chanted very loudly everywhere in Vrindavan, shouting, O oh, Queen of Vrindavan, Radharani, O oh, Lalita, O oh, Sananana Maharaj, where are you all now? Are you just on the hill of Govardhan, or are you under the trees on the bank of the Jibuna? Where are you? These were their moves in executing Christian consciousness. Thank you. 
कांचन गौरांगी कांचन गौरांगी नादे वृंदावनेश्वरी नादे वृंदावनेश्वरी पुष्यबानु सुदे देवी पुष्यबानु सुदे देवी कड़मामी हरि प्रिय कड़मामी हरि प्रिय सत्तकांचन Uh, we 
sono parecchi. Giorno su mi ero mandato, due mesi ago, and that was the Tuesday after, so 15, 15 days. Um, people have difficulty in appreciating the, or understanding the existence of God. Uh, so, you know, if you ask you know, the ordinary man in the street, if he thought that God existed, he, you know, most people just wouldn't have a clue. Don't know. Uh, there's a great deal of confusion and misunderstanding about the and many thousands amongst men, hardly one, Krishna explains, hardly one uh, has an understanding of who God is or even if God exists. Uh, and, and very often that understanding is of, of God is, is, is in a, a basic, a very, very basic understanding that you know, God is you know the, the energy behind everything. Right? The, the, the energy or the power behind everything. <clears throat> and and so as a consequence, um, is formless. But uh, you, know, you know, this is the beginning, this is the 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 Brahman realization, and this is the realization achieved by the Gyanis. That, that God is, uh, is energy, is power, uh, it, you know, is the light. This, this is about as detailed as it is. Right? But somehow, you know, behind uh, all of the detail and all of the, all of the function, all of the order and structure, and the systems that it's come from nothing, effectively, you know, because this, this, this uh, um, spreading of the energetic, if you like, all throughout the whole creation, that energy, that potency, that power spread throughout the whole creation, uh, makes it formless, right? Although very difficult to understand how all the detail and all the structure and all the form and all of the function that we see in intricacy, you know, if you get out of a microscope and look at, which was a, you know, an amazing thing for the, I was reading my great, I was reading uh, about my great um, grandfather who I never met. And um, he was an interesting character. 
but he had a Bible study. I guess that was something a big deal. And I said, yeah, this is 200 years ago. No, not 200 years ago. At least 100 years ago. And, um, uh, uh, and I, my dad had that moment. I remember looking, looking at cells and, and whoa, what's going on in there? So the light complexity. So how does, how does all of this complexity come out of nothing? Right? How does this, all of this complexity come out of nothing? But anyway, this is, this is a very rudimentary understanding that people have of God. Right? Very rudimentary understanding. It's just, he's some energy. And, you know, he's within everything, but nobody, nobody can see See it. Well, it becomes an it in that. Right, it becomes an it. I remember talking to my mum once. And we didn't have this kind of conversations very often. <laughs> but, um, mum said, my mum said, no, God's not a person, is he? <laughs> I said, well, that's ridiculous. If you could, you know, call him a he, he's got to be a person. Uh, and we have, you know, my single explanation was God is the source of everything. Right? God's the source of everything. And so you and I have personality. Right? You and I have personality. And so God must be a person. If, if He's the source, if He's our source, right? we come from Him. And we've got personality. He must also have personality. It's, it's logical, right? very simple reasoning. And um, uh, you, you can't give what you haven't got yourself. If you're the source of everything, you can't give what you haven't got. So it must be a person. But of course, we and, and this is the challenge. This is the, this is the challenge that. The personality of Godhead is not immediately perceivable within the, within the creation. Because right? it's a transcendental. You know, when we think of body and we think of form and we think of personality, then we think of the limited personalities that we, or the limited forms and the limited personalities that we, we are temporarily bound in, in in this body. And then after some time, poof, it's gone. Right? Well, you know, there's the six changes. Birth, growth, maintenance, production of byproducts, dwindling, and then just as we're born, poof, we're gone. Dead. Right? All the body. Right? So our conception of personality, the conception of form that we see in material, in material existence is limited by the temporality of, of, of the creation. And so difficult to conceive of, you know, it's, it's okay to conceive of an eternal energy that exists within everything and maintains everything, supports everything, and continues on, you know, stretches out in the past and continues on in the future.
future. Right. But to conceive of a personality that does the same. Our experience of form and personality is limited and temporary. But of course, God's form is not like that. Ishvara, Parama, Krishna, Satchit Ananda Vigraha. He has a form that's eternal. And, 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 and this is a challenge, you know, because the, the, the Judaic Christian tradition is pretty much fixed on, or in good part, not always, but in good part, on this, on the, on the, on the formless energy rather than on the personality, right? And so, you know, Although it is interesting in the Catholic tradition, if you go into the cathedrals, if you go into the churches, then you'll see the form of Christ on the cross. But uh, in, the, in a lot of the, the churches today, you know, in the Anglican church especially, Jesus is not on the cross anymore. But it's just the cross. Because Jesus is, is, is part of the, 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 the whole well, central to the whole uh, theology, right? But uh, he's been removed. Right? So, although you do find in the Catholic tradition there is a, there's a stronger focus on personality, right? there is a, there is a, but, 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 um, you know, in, in good part, even Jesus has gone from a lot of the, the Christian denominations. Well, so if you go into a, so if you go into a Hindu temple, this is another problem. You go into a Hindu temple, and then there's so many gods, right? If you go down to the, um, uh, oh, well, it's not, it's not name anybody, but just go to any. <laughs> and it's bewildering. Huh? It's bewildering. Even the priests sometimes don't know what, <laughs> why they worship who they're worshiping. Uh, which is, you know, uh, and, and, and even even come to a come to a higher Christian temple. Well, you know, the, the, the natural the natural the natural inclination is when you come to a temple, you go to the altar, right? And see the Lord, right? It took me a little while, but you know, when, I first, when you first come to the Holy Christian temple, no experience with any Hindu culture, right? So you come in, and then people are scared of this. You know, this is one of the, one of the great fears of coming to the Holy Christian temple is what do you do when you get here? What do you do when you go to the Hare Krishna temple? Uh, what are you supposed to do? Uh, actually, I think it's natural in any circumstance. You know, when you go, when you first went to university, you walk in the front gate and think, oh, what was I going to school? Uh, what am I supposed to do? You know, oh, nobody wants to look foolish. Uh, so anyway, I discovered that actually when you do it, when you come into the Hare Krishna temple, you don't go to the front, to the altar, right? You go to the back, 
Where's your properties? <laughs> so you start off. We start off the back, not at the front. Huh? Interesting. Uh, it's a cultural, I guess it's a cultural thing. It's just like you know, the other day, she was showing some young girls who came, came to, um, they were delivering some boat, or picking up some boat, I can't remember which. And they came into the temple room, and they saw, they saw she was wrong, and they said, Did you trip her? Is he real? <laughs> is he real? <laughs> is he alive? <laughs> she said, No, he's, well, he's real, but he's <laughs> So, you know, to the back, and then, so, so first of all, we've got Rothbard, uh, a personality. Challenge, it's challenging, man. We come here. We, 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 we offer our obeisances to Gordon and Ty, and you know, then we've got two personalities, and what are they doing? People can't work out what they're doing. They say, I'll say, is that Krishna? Right? Is that Krishna? And, and, and uh, say, yeah, well, it is Krishna, but it's not Krishna. <laughs> right? There's this Krishna, but it's not Krishna. <laughs> Um, and, and I mentioned this the other day, you know, we, we believe, and, and you know, because there's so many personalities, and people think we believe in many gods. And that's, you know, what's the of one god who's just formless? Right? Who can't be, you know, who can't be perceived because he's on the spiritual platform, right? He's on the spiritual platform, can't be perceived, can't be uh, approached by the mundane senses, by right? one sense, right? But then we come, to, we come to a Hindu temple and then immediately we're assaulted, if you like, by all these different personalities. And so I'm like, what's going on here? Right? This, is why, this is why, in one sense, you know, when you think about it, our culture, our spiritual culture, is hugely challenging for people who just don't even think that God exists. And if He exists, well, He doesn't have any form. He's just He's within everything and all over, you know, everywhere, and impossible to approach. And then you come to the Holy Christian Temple, and then bang, there's this lifelike person who's sitting there, and everybody goes and bows down and see when they come in, right? And then there's, then there's another <clears throat> altar where there's just a myriad of things. You know, it takes sometimes devotees a couple of years to work out what's actually going on on, on our lover's altar. Because <laughs> there's just so, many, there's so much going on, right? When you think about it, this, it takes a time. So yes, is this Krishna? Right? Well, actually, no, it's not Krishna, but it is Krishna. This is Krishna 500 years ago, right? As Lord Chaitanya and Lord Nityananda, right? Uh, and so this is a very, very difficult concept to understand also. This, what is it? Um, we are mono, and, and we say we're monotheistic, right? We say we believe in one God. 
What do you believe in one God? But then people look at the other and they say, what do you mean you believe in one God? What's going on here? But one God who's polymorphic. This is great. I heard, it was um, Conte, probably mentioned this in one of his uh, interviews, or one of his explanations. uh, We believe in one God, but he has many forms. Right? Simultaneously. Right? And he never forgets. You know, we, even Arjuna, who's a little, I'm teaching the, the fourth chapter of the book of the at the moment, Transcendental Knowledge. And it's interesting, Krishna says, you know, Bahuni may Many, many births both you and I have had, Krishna says. I can remember all of them, but you cannot. Right? And Arjuna is an internal associate of Krishna. Arjuna's Nija Siddha what's the word for a Eternal Nietzsche, uh, yeah, uh, Nietzsche associate, Siddha Deha, uh, perfect in his spiritual form. Yet, he forgets. Interesting, huh? Krishna's associate, well, at least Arjuna's, you know, arguably one of Krishna's most intimate associates. Yet, every, he, every time he comes with Krishna, he forgets. Very interesting. So, uh, um, this is this is a very unique. You know, we have a very unique culture and a very challenging culture because we worship the one God. Which is misunderstood as many gods. You know, you worship many, which is bewildering for people, right? And uh, he and, and he appears in many forms at different times, uh, or at the same time, he can expand and be present in a multiplicity of forms. And, and some fully himself, and some not himself. This is, this is, this is immensely challenging when you think about it, right? Some of them are not himself, but he gives them his powers, right? He gives, so we have Vitrimanas, we have different persons. Even, we, we recognize Sri Prabhupada as a Amitabha. Right, we just saying, right? And a Shakti Avish, you know, one who has been given potency or power by Krishna, Krishna's power. That Lord Chaitanya Chaitanya Krishna says, you know, you, you, you can't preach unless you're empowered by Krishna. Right? You can't be effective. And so we see, even we feel that ourselves. Right? You know, some days, you're around the same time, you're trying to distribute books, you know, and you just feel like an idiot. 
But you feel, you know, you couldn't even tie your bootlace up. <laughs> it's just everything's impossible. Because usually what happens on a day like that, you know, when you're having a real tough time on safety, I know, uh, um, it's like Krishna's, you know, we really do appreciate Krishna in our lives. It's just very simple things. Um, uh, and, and often, you know, you'll be out struggling like anything to do. You'll be working hard, trying to do something, and you feel like you're not getting anywhere with, it, with that particular endeavour. And then somebody else, some, somebody completely unrelated will come along and, you know, uh, 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 my example, one of my examples is that I was, we used to have a, a quota on Sanctum. I think, you know, especially when it was, it was the month or two before, the month or two after the Christmas marathon, but before we would go to India. And you have to collect your usual collection plus a couple hundred dollars more per week because that would go towards your fare to, to go to India. <laughs> and of course, you know, Christmas marathon, it's easy, you know, people just give you money over front, so it's easy. But then after, you know, Christmas, New Year's Day, then it was a struggle for a, for a couple of months. So I remember working really hard, being super enthusiastic, fully expecting Krishna's reciprocation and getting my quota, but of course that week I think I did about six or seven hundred dollars. So I was extremely disappointed. And uh, so on Saturday night my parents and us were to go out on we would we would always go Friday night and Saturday night was our home night. Right. We all go downtown. Householders, the single men and women. You know, and, and all was, that was left would be, you know, the Pajaris dressing the deity. And in those days, we only dressed for Abhava at night. We didn't have the quantity of Pajaris that we've got now. So, you know, every night, we, we, every morning and every night, we dress the deities. Although Radha Krishna did. Radha Krishna's always been dressed three times a day. Um, so, there would be a skeleton crew back at the temple, somebody cooking the offering, somebody doing the puja, and uh, everybody would go on Hari Nam. It was fun. It was always, it was the highlight of the week to go on Hari Nam. You know, you never know what kind of a fight you get into. Because this is late 70s, early 80s. And, um, but I, I I decided, okay, my parents' austerity would be just to have that back to God in magazines. We would collect a lot of them. Our collections would go towards purchasing books. And, and at that time, our strategy was not selling books because we kind of throw everybody out. So we would just give, so I was giving away back to God in magazines. And so we decided for myself. And then this gentleman walked up to me, American gentleman walked up to me and asked me how it was going. I said, yeah, it's okay. And, uh, and I gave him back to Godhead magazine, and he had any more, he said, good on you. Then he gave me a donation. And uh, I could see it was American money, and I, you know, you know, when someone gives you, so, you know, I put it out and put it in front of them. It's not, not what it says. So I put it in my pocket, and he went away, and then afterwards, we, we were going home, I, 
I pulled out the note, mate. I don't want He'd give me a hundred dollar note. Uh, <laughs> oh, what? You know, this far out. And then it made me realise that, you know, my endeavour, you know, I was working really hard thinking how I would do it. But, you know, at the end of the week, time to go home, home, and this fellow just walked up to me. And I figured he must have known the devotees, because, yeah, he was friendly, you know, to give somebody a hundred dollar donation is fairly unique, right? Even today, if somebody gave you a hundred dollars for a back, you got it back into the city, you'd be pretty chuffed. So, so, Krishna is in our lives and he reciprocates. We, we forget, you know, we, we experience these things on a daily basis and take it as Krishna's mercy. We accept Krishna's mercy. We feel Krishna participating in our lives, reciprocating, right? which others don't. Right? We feel reciprocation with the, with the deities. Right? So, you know, we've got Gurdjieff, we've got Radhabalaba, uh, and and uh, more com- more complexity, right? More complexity, especially if if you looked at all of the personality, if you explain all of the personalities that we've got on the altar, plus all of the Shalom Shilas, right? So you know, and not only that, you know, what are these, you know, what are these people? You know, talk about being. They're into personalities, we shouldn't, you know, we don't worship grave, you know, graven idols. Right? This is a big thing amongst the Judaic Christian Islamic uh, tradition that God is not bound by any form. He's, and if you try to cast him in any moulding or shape of him or any form, then you're limiting God. Right? And so this is, you know, the worship of deities is is Aparat. Right? This is why the, the Mohammedans would smash the deities in the temples, kill the Brahmins. Right? Hare Krishna. Because they're they're infidels, I guess. Right? So very challenging because Rambach says God is unlimited and so therefore you can do what he likes. If he wants to have a form, sure, what's the problem? If he, and he, he, so he, he, but if you say you can't have a form, then you're limiting him. There's a real limitation. So God is unlimited, yes. And, and, and of course we know he appears in these forms to provide opportunities for his devotees to render service and to develop their relationship with him. Right? So he's not limited by the forms. Right? And so we say a prescribed form or, or an authorised form. Just a basic example of a, of a post office box. Right? If you want to send, if you want to show some appreciation for a friend or a lover or a family member like, what do you do? Well, what did you use these days? You um, send them a TikTok or something. <laughs> but in the olden days, we used to send people cards and letters. Right? 
And so you went and put your card or letter in the postbox. And it had to be the right, you know, it's not that you walk down the street and you see a, a box or a bin and you just put your letter in it and expect it's going to get to where you want it to go. No, you have to put it in the authorised. That's a product example. You've got to put it in the authorised postbox. So soon also, you need to worship the authorised form of the Lord. And you, and, 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 and we have our developer. The most, well, at least I'm probably biased, but in my opinion, the most beautiful form of Rarari, at least. What does speak of Rarabalaba? Well, even Rarabalaba is challenging because you need something sometimes. And I remember as a young lady always having difficulty trying approach Rarabalaba because it Krishna's got this very penetrating glance, but this probably is on the But again, very challenging. And not only that, we've got our all the Shalom Shields, so you know, we've got these authorized forms. But then one of the Hare Krishnas are also worshipping rocks as well. <laughs> Little pebbles. You know, and this really stretches the concept of of polymorphic, right? When you think about it. And then we've got Lord Ramachandra, we've got Lord Raha, we've got Lord Tribukran, we've got Gopal, we've got the Srinidad, we've got um, uh, uh, Gopal. Not only do we worship rocks, but we worship hills as well, right? Whole Mountains. So extremely challenging. Right? Extremely challenging. For people who who only see God as this well, can only get their get their heads around a very limited understanding of an energy that exists within everything that stretches out into the future and goes all the way into the past and is if you know can't be approached, unapproachable. The scriptures describe it. How God is unapproachable, right? By mere material efforts. Very interesting. And so, and then, you know, then we see God, Krishna, and He's with His feminine counterpart, right? So it's like, whoa, wee, what is going on here? Too much. And of course, then, you know, to, to make things even more challenging, you know, this is just from a the ordinary person, well, the, the, the ordinary person, people that we. This is what you were discussing the other day how Bharat Basha is an auspicious place to take birth, right? Because most people who are born in Bharat Basha, they already understand all of this, you know, just by being steeped in the culture. What is it? Jnana, Kriya, Dravya, all the knowledge is there, the activity is there, the ingredients are all there so that the people in that culture automatically come out understanding many of these principles. Right? The personality of God is not a challenge. Because he's already in their lives. But in the in the in, in the in, in the ordinary, very ordinary environment, the 
we find ourselves active and actively engaged in the culture and the people, that's not a given. Right? You know, it's very interesting. In, 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 you, you arrive in, well, in those days, Dumbadown Airport, right? In Calcutta. And then, after a little, quite a bit of struggle and effort, you get, get your baggage and you, know, you get a taxi. Not easy, not, not easily done, certainly in the 70s and 80s. It was always a struggle. Um, well, you know, we didn't speak Bengali, they didn't speak English. And, you know, the only, the, the few words that we knew were Mayapur. That we, we knew what Mayapur was and they, used to say, Mayapur, <laughs> that was it. You go to Mayapur, basically. Mayapur, Mayapur. We said, yep, like I said, in the taxi, and then, you know, haggle over how much, you know, you're going to have to pay three or four times the price that the ladies have told you you should pay. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, uh, you drive down the airport, you go past, uh, uh, down that road, to um, Barashat, the, the road that goes to Mayapur. And a taxi driver stops. Pardon? A taxi driver stops. And so you may think, what's he doing? What's he doing? And he gets, gets out of the taxi and he goes, there's a little temple there. Like somewhere on that road, there's a temple the taxi drivers that always stop. They go out and they throw a place in and pray to the, the deity. And then get back in and off they go. Huh? So it's just part of the culture. <laughs> and worshiping persons, worshiping people, you know, it's just acceptable. Right? So, uh, you know, coming to the point of understanding God as a person, um, and then God as a person. Expanding as himself. And a, a transcendental, you know, subject under Vigraha, a transcendental, a form that's eternal and, and full of knowledge and full of bliss is, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a Himalayan challenge of awareness, of consciousness, of you know, expanding one's understanding of things. And, and then, you know, that Krishna appears uh, in his uh, Adi Purush, uh, his original form, and he's accompanied by his consort, uh, Srimati Radharani. And this is it, this, this brings along with it many, many challenges. Again, right? Because uh, uh, just, just understanding that God is a, is a person and uh, as Prabhupada says, you know, he, has a, he has a residence, he has an address, he has a name, you know, we know, we know how to call him, we know where he lives, we know how to approach him, right? But then he's there with others, right? And his most significant other is Srimati Radharani. 
And, and, and then, you know, one of, the, one of the major challenges in, in understanding and appreciating uh, the, the form of Srimati Radharani is that Krishna and Radha appear in this uh, Navayogunam form. And so their, 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 their appearance and their, their presentation is like that of a young boy and a young girl. Huh? Which is fair enough, nat- naturally. But is it Dr. Tanchanaburambi? She's appearing in this form, a beautiful form, um, whose anga limbs are like molten gold, right? Dr. Uh, and 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 that even though Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead and is in charge of everybody, still he's under the control of his feminine counterpart, right? Which is not unusual. Not unusual, right? The women usually are in charge of the men. You know, there's that joke, what is it? I have the last say around here. Yes, dear. <laughs> <laughs> but then, how is it if Ishvara Parama Krishna, if Krishna is the supreme controller, then how come Radharani is in charge of him? Because this is, this is a challenge for the men, right? They don't want to accept or admit that the women are in charge. And you can see it, it's, it's very interesting. Um, you know, when Lord Chaitanya, uh, Lord Chaitanya was instructed by Sarvabhama Bhattacharya, right? And Sarvabhama Bhattacharya revealed many of the esoteric teachings to Lord Chaitanya. And, and isn't it interesting because Lord Chaitanya is Krishna himself, right? And of course Krishna himself in the mood of Sri Mati Radharani, by the way, right? Uh, acting as a devotee. And so he's a reservoir of all knowledge and of all learning, right? Yet, what does he do? Lord Chaitanya demonstrates how, because he's the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Becoming in a form of a devotee in that mood of Sri Mataradharani, he approaches even his devotees. Right? So Krishna approaches his devotees in the form of Lord Chaitanya to learn about transcendental science, to teach us. Here's how you become self realized, you have to become a servant of the devotees. And of course, this is what everybody prays in Vrindavan too. They pray to Radharani, right? To become a servant of Krishna, they pray to Srimati Radharani because Srimati Radharani is the topmost servant of Krishna. Right? And of course, this is how Radharani is actually able to control Krishna because she's. His most dedicated and most devout and most beloved 
servant. So, Sarabhama Bhattacharya told Lord Chaitanya was in his inquiry of Sarabhama Bhattacharya, tell me more, tell me more, tell me more, right? Because that's the mood of his body, right? Tell me more. What about this? What about that? The devotee is always inquiring. Right? In fact, our mood is in the mood of Vipranamba Seva, because we get that from Sri Mati Radharani. Most of her service to Krishna was done in separation. Right? A small amount of time when Krishna was in Vrindavan, associating with all the residents of Vrindavan, but most of the time he was. He left, right? and the residents of Vrindavan were feeling pangs of separation. Right? And we see that in, in, in the, this is why I'm saying the, the Goswami Asthikam, because Prabhupada says, you know, we never think, our mood is not to think, I have Krishna, or I have Srimati Radharani. You know, that's, that's following the footsteps of the Goswamis. Where are you? And Baba says, in a mature practice of devotional service, they're always looking for Krishna. Never feeling like got Krishna, but always looking and feeling that separation. Which is the mood of Srimati well, the mood of Lord Chaitanya, right? And the mood of Sri Mati Radharani. Because Lord Chaitanya is manifest. And so he's always inquiring. This is the nature of a devotee, always inquiring. Where is Krishna? Where is Krishna? Always wanting to know more. Right? Not thinking, yeah, I know everything. Come come and take darshan of me. <laughs> Hear from me. Uh, it's not. So he's always thinking, let me. I, 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 I don't. I can't understand Krishna enough. There's always more to know. So, Sarvabhama Bhattacharya said to Ramananda Roy, uh, sorry, the Lord Chaitanya, go and speak to Ramananda Roy. He can take you further. Right? Which is interesting. Sarvabhama Bhattacharya was a, 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 a Brahmana. Had met thousands of disciples, was very learned in the Vedas. But Sarvabhama, and Lord Chaitanya himself was a Brahman too, and a sannyasi, interesting. But Sarvabhama Bhattacharya said, go and and get instructed by Ramadan Roy, he's a householder and a a kayasa, which is connected with a sutra. And, and, and that's where we get that Kiva Vipra, Kiva Nasi, Sutra Kiva Nasi, Sutra Say Guru Boy. We approach those who are learners in Krishna. So, Lord Chaitanya, you know, setting the example, went to Ramananda Roy, inquiring more and more about uh, spiritual topics. And of course, the topmost, the highest level, is the pastimes of Radha and Krishna. Uh, this is the topmost understanding of spiritual, of our spiritual um, 
what do you call it? Uh, um, theology. Huh? And, and it's very interesting because, you know, the pastime, and, and this was a challenge for Jim Brockback, as Yogi Shwara points out in Swami in a strange land. The, the pastimes of Radha and Krishna can be misunderstood if they're just seen from the external platform as, you know, the, the, the cavorting of young boys and girls in the forest. And, you know, what are young boys and girls doing in the forest? Yeah, you're a wrong so, you know, discuss these things. <laughs> but Lord Taitana, you know, would, would discuss these infinite pastimes with his close associates. But not, you know, and it's, it's very interesting, you know, if you look at Shiva Prabhupada's presentations on days like today, Radhashtami, Prabhupada didn't go into, he, he did not go into the Vrindavan Leela, Rasa Leela pastimes. Never. In fact, you, you, you don't even find Prabhupada, you, you, you don't, you, you find Prabhupada basically warning people, don't do this. Right? More than anything, if you find Prabhupada talking about it. Of course, this was following in the footsteps of Lord Chaitanya, as, as did the Goswamis. Because the Goswamis did write this very intimate lila. It's not that they didn't touch it, but it's meant for very advanced devotees. Right? But sure, Prabhupada, generally speaking, would describe Shimadavadarani as being Krishna's most beloved consort and, and most dear to him, uh, the epitome of bhakti, the epitome of devotional service, right? Uh, but not touching on the very intimate person you won't find him properly. But in the past times where Lord Taitan is approaching Ramana Roy, you get, a, you get, a bit of an, you get a, a, an insight where he describes how Krishna and Radharani in the Rasadans are engaging. Uh, they're engaging. Krishna's engaging with all of the gopis. Uh, but then Radharani gets upset. Right? Radharani gets upset because Krishna's not paying enough attention to it. And that's where Radharani Roy describes how the ways of love are as crooked as a snake. Right? You know, and you know, what, what happens? The girl gets upset with the boy and so she gets in a huff. <laughs> Makes out like, you know, she's upset with the boy. Actually, she's not upset with the boy, she just wants his attention. Right. Or she's upset because she's not getting the attention, and so, and so Radharani left. But then Krishna notices that Radharani's gone, so that the whole, even though he's with all of the other gopis, he's unsatisfied. Krishna's huh? unsatisfied because Radharani's not happy. She's left. And so then Krishna is, is thinking, where's Radharani? And so you can see how Radharani attracts 
It's very, you know, it's, it's, it's very, very subtle. But looks like, it looks like the mundane affair is, it, but it's not. It's purely, it's purely spiritual, right? Purely spiritual activity. And again, more, more challenge for the materialists. Um, so challenging for the materialists. Who can only see God as a formless energy within the creation. You know, he's, he's going to be tricked by his girlfriend. <laughs> And so, um, uh, Krishna wants to bring um, Radharani back to Rajasthan's, right? And of course, when we see, you know, there's more descriptions of these of these pastimes where where Krishna. Uh, has left the Rasanas and the other guy who's got upset, where's Krishna? Right? And then they, there's a description how. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting the best part of the story and you just come in and have a chat. So, uh, Radharani is, is uh, Krishna leaves the Rasa dance, the other companies are now upset, and they're looking for another Krishna, and then they see these two, you know, these two footprints walking side by side, but they're only one. Right? Where Krishna's picked up Radharani, but then Radharani gets puffed up, right? and then Krishna disappears. So, you know, beautiful. Pastimes that illustrate how Shimati Radharani is the most dear to Krishna and, and the most devoted servant. Uh, and of course, we see that epitomized in Radharani's manifestation as Lord Chaitanya. Right? For us, for, for a practical application of the service mood of Sri Mati Radharani, if we want to be absorbed in that mood, then we follow in the footsteps of Lord Chaitanya. Right? He's the manifestation of Sri Mati Radharani's compassion and her love and affection for Krishna, but also for others. And it's really manifest in the care and the concern that's uh, um, epitomised in the mood of Lord Chaitanya and then following on from Lord Chaitanya, the mood of the six Goswamis. And we just sang about the six Goswamis, you know, they were studying the Shastra. This is the manifestation of Sri Mahatmaranani's compassion and mood of service in the Sankirtan movement. You know, that the practical application of Srimati Radharani's devotion is manifest in, in the Sankirtan movement of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So there's study of the Shastra, right? There's, there's Kirtan, Sankirtan. 
and you know, coming from the study of the Shastra, the writing of books, right? the exposition or the, the, you know, if we're going to be effective in bringing people who can't work out whether God exists or not, and if they have an understanding of God as a formless, you know, vibrating life or something, energy, right? We've got to bring them from, from most people don't even have an understanding at all. Right? Um, if we're going to bring them, then, um, you know, from this very deep, deeply, deeply rooted ignorance, effectively, passion, passion and ignorance, where it's all about the body, to the point of understanding, you know, that you're not the body, that you're spiritual by nature. As, as spiritual by nature, you have think there are things that you do, but not that, because this is the other challenge. As a yogi, as an advanced transcendentalist, you know, and if God's just a, an energy, then what do you do? Then you just, you just kind of zap out and tune in with the energy that you don't do anything. Right? This is a notion of, this is what I thought. When I was attracted, I was doing yoga and I was attracted to reading philosophical books. And I thought, you know, the end result is that you just go to the Himalayas and sit in the cave and meditate. Right? <laughs> Which is painfully ridiculous, you can't do that. I couldn't do it then, I couldn't, you can't do it now. Right? So you have to be active. So, you know, what are the activities of the spiritual person? Right? And that's what the Chaitanya Chaitanya is all about, actually, when you think about it. That's, it's the, it's the uh, example of what a spiritual person does. Right? So, uh, the Goswamis, following the footsteps of Lord Chaitanya, exhibited book distribution or public, studying books, writing of books, distributing books. Because that came later. And of course, we see that with Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Printing press and churning out books and knowledge to be distributed to people. Um, um, and in Shiva Prabhupada, you know, we see Trimati Radharani's compassion and care modeled in the behavior of our founder Acharya. That, that care and concern for others, that dedication and devotion to serving Krishna manifest in the compassion for others. Right? And of course that's, uh, that's the inspiration, that they're the inspirations that we can take on a day like Rajasthani where um, we want to imbibe the mood of Srimati Radharani and her dedication and love for Krishna. Uh, um, you know, she's the Vrindavan Eshwari, she's the queen of Vrindavan because she's able to capture Krishna's attention. And she captures Krishna's attention by her dedication and by her service to Krishna. And of course, if we want to capture Krishna's attention following the footsteps of Srimati Radharani, then we need to follow in the footsteps of her devotees, we need to follow in the footsteps of Prabhupada, Bhakti Siddhanta Satsuri Thakur, Bhakti Ranta Thakur, uh, 
the six ghost armies, Lord Chaitanya. And this is a practical manifestation of Srimati Radharani's love and affection and devotional service to Krishna. So, you know, uh, we certainly have our original Siddha Deva, you know, our Nietzsche Siddha eternal uh, position in relationship to Krishna. We, we certainly have that inherent within us. Um, but in order to uncover that, we can't artificially just meditate. This is what Prabhupada argued against the sinna pranali process, right? That you know your 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 nature sinna sinna deha is revealed to you at the time of initiation. Prabhupada he preached against that. No, certainly you have you know nature sinna. What is it? Nature sinna. Krishna Prem Sati Kabunoi. Right? Everybody has their eternal relationship with Krishna, but Swavanadi Sudajite, right? By hearing and chanting and then purifying your Sudajite, right? Making your consciousness pure, then gradually our spiritual identity will be revealed, naturally will come out. Right? So and, and of course we in order to do that we actually Prabhupada says, if you want to please Krishna and get Krishna's attention, then um, you know, it's not that you go to Vrindavan and find Krishna behind a rock or something. No. He says, you need to pray to Sri Mati Radharani, get her shelter. And of course, we, you know, we do that. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. We pray to Shrimati Radharani first. Hare Krishna. So, in order to um, get Krishna's mercy, we need to pray to uh, Shrimati Radharani. And uh, that mercy is revealed to us in the form of. Srimati Radharani's representatives, or representative, if you like, but representatives. That representative is the spiritual master. Right? This is why the spiritual master is described as simultaneously being the representative of Lord Nityananda, right? The Adi Guru, but also the spiritual master is a representative of Srimati Radharani. Shri Radharani is the expert in service to Krishna and sacrifice to Krishna. That's why we pray to Shri Radharani. And, and so, in order to get Krishna's mercy, Prabhupada says, pray to Shri Radharani. Please, Shri Radharani, put in a good word for me. I'm not a, I'm not a, a servant's good place. Um, so, please. If you would be so kind as to recommend your servant to him, right? But then, are we qualified to approach Sri Mani directly? Probably, yeah, maybe, because she's very compassionate. But how do we approach? We approach through the part, you know, through her representative. Well, this is our, this is this is our our culture, if you like, because we're fortunate. We, Prabhupada has told us, yes, you can approach Sri Mati Radharani, we're very fortunate. 
So that's that mood of should make your own money. Um, you know. Um, and of course, the mood of the devotees is to render service to the divine couple. Through the devotees, not necessarily directly associating ourselves. This is what, you know, there's that song. Shrita Pakakamala, where the devotee is singing about their relationship with Krishna. Right? And Prabhupada says, you know, this is not actually our mood, is we render service to the divine couple through the Shaktis. There's not direct association. Right? This is the mood. Um, that mood of service is. is um, deeply embedded in the Vaishnava culture and even many times removed. What is it called? Pipadu Padakamaya Dasadasana We are servants of Srimati Radharani. Prabhupada encourages us to approach Radharani to get Krishna's mercy, but we approach, even we approach Srimati Radharani through the, the, the devotees. This is this is our process. Does anybody have any comments or questions? Thoughts? Realizations? On this very auspicious day. What are you thinking about that, you know?
Okay. Shumati Radharani Ki Jai Shri Ram Ki Jai Ram 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 Ram Ki Jai